This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Chris, you're from a church. I was saying uh, you're from, uh, you know, all good things come from New Jersey. Jesus <laughs> loved Jersey. And so from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, when I lived in New Jersey, although Chris and I didn't serve at the same church, I uh, was in Chris's backyard in Scotch Plains. And so Chris uh, is a, a friend, a trusted leader, uh, d- serves in an incredible church that's done a lot of great things. I, I loved seeing another church in town do just some amazing things locally. And so, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thanks so much, man. I'm glad to be here, Rich. I, I love on seminary, and you know we've uh, we've had, been able to enjoy that friendship over the over the years. And um, I don't feel uh, I told you I don't feel worthy to even be a part of a conversation. Oh, come on, Guys, don't do that. What? Why don't we start with uh, you telling us a little bit about Evangel? Kind of tell us about your church, be- sure. and before we get to what we're talking about today, give us a kind of a your context, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So yeah, so uh, Evangel Church, I'm a part of a church that is now 106 years old, going 107. While we're part mm-hmm. of the uh, Assemblies of God kind of fellowship mm-hmm. movement of churches, mm-hmm. one of the first ones uh, to start kind of all the way back then. Wow. Uh, I became young adults pastor in 2007 uh, mm-hmm. here. And then when the pastor was retiring uh, about five years after that, in 2012, I became the interim pastor. Uh, we average about 1,500 right now on uh, Sundays between kids and children, uh, adults and children. And uh, we are a church that has, uh, you know, a big missional emphasis. Uh, we want to mm-hmm. reach the community. We do a lot of things in that um, mindset. And we also are very missions minded kind of to give and to serve in that way. Uh, we've mm-hmm. been just going through an incredible season of renewal and excitement and expectation and, mm-hmm. uh, and growth. And so it's just been an exciting season. I quite honestly feel like this, um, you know, this moment of what really is crisis can also not just be an obstacle, but an opportunity. And it has been for us. And I feel mm-hmm. a lot of sacred cows kind of, kind of, and things that were, we, we've been talking about pruning for a long time. We pruned in about, you know, two hours on a Monday morning and we just, <laughs> we just went for it. And I feel like we are freer and more streamlined mm-hmm. and our team is uh, energized. So it's been exciting in that regard. It's scary. I know we're all feeling mm-hmm. that a little bit, but, mm-hmm. but God has really been, been blessing us and, and leading us through it. Yeah, the thing. So there's a. I have a lot of great memories of you and your leadership. One of the things I loved during, uh, I think it was during Superstorm Standy, not during Irene. Yep, yep. Um, you're, you're, you know, you opened your church up, your building as really it was a community hub. It became this like amazing facility for you know all a town and it was great for me it was great to see your church doing that at that point we were portable everywhere and so we didn't have a facility and it was so cool to be like wow there's a there's a church that's trying to leverage what they have with just really open hands i think so many of us talk about being for our communities but you've really modeled that for it for us and so and then what we're talking about today continues to do that so uh, i'm excited to you know to kind of hear more now i know we had a little bit of a technical problem there are you able to see those slides do you want yeah, to jump through okay so what i want to do so last so not this weekend but last weekend i think it was 10 days ago now you had called and said hey we're working on this thing yep uh and i was super excited about it and so i've been kind of pointing people in in your direction but why don't you unpack us tell us what you're learning and how you're leading tell us about boxes of hope the problem well you'll i'll let you set it up tell us about boxes of hope and how you're reaching out to your community yeah sure so i'll just start throwing some slides up here um Box of Hope was kind of birthed through the the crisis. You know, we started mm-hmm. with a SWOT analysis on the first Monday. I don't even know how many weeks ago it was now when we mm-hmm. found out we could not gather for eight weeks with a gathering of more than 50. And we did you know, what's our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And our opportunity column got really big. And we mm-hmm. knew just in the same way as Sandy and other things, we asked God to poise us 
and make us ready to make an impact. We, we really believed, even though we didn't know how, he would make an impact. So called Convoy of Hope, which is a great uh, partner of ours that we support, and said, listen, if you start putting out supply trucks, just get one here. We'll figure out what to do with it. Mm. And, um, and so we just started praying. And then by Thursday, um, I was already planning a message on um, this series called See Like Jesus that we're doing, where we learn to see things like him. So it was a really prime mm. series to mm-hmm. be in. That's been our prayer. Like, Lord, help us to see even this crisis the way you'd want us to. Yeah. And, um, so we're going to preach on the feeding of the 5,000. That was my message that I had for the week. And we now have the supernatural provision of goods from Convoy. Mm-hmm. And then I got our first case of the COVID virus that hit our church. And oh, wow. I reached out to the person immediately. I was heartbroken and wanted to just minister to them as a pastor. And they said, you know, yeah, we're trying to stay strong. It's a little tough. I said, listen, here's what we want to do. We want to pray for you. I go over the phone or on video. And number two, we'd like to bring some supplies to your house. We know you can't leave now for 14 days. One of the things mm-hmm. people don't know is that if anyone gets infected again during the 14 days, that countdown clock starts over again. So oh, wow. Five, if, if they contract it again then or someone else in the family catches it, everyone in the family has to stay through the entire course of the infection, uh, mm. which is scary for a family mm-hmm. to catch it at different times. So um, we wanted to deliver this box. We ended up doing it. But when I called them the next day to do the delivery, they, they were completely different than the day before. They were heartbroken, hopeless, mm. questioning mm. God, feeling at the lowest point. They said, we feel so defeated. And I was so struck by the fact that mature believers that I know that know the Lord, love the Lord were ravaged. It did not take more than a day for hopelessness to set in and hmm. really fester. And I, the next morning was praying and I, and I just, I began to weep in a way that I haven't really wept in, in years because hmm. I feel this deep sense of hopelessness, not just for them, but for everyone around us. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how far this would go, but I just thought of every life and every person shut up in their home, afraid and suffering in silence because this family, no one else in our church knows who they are. They don't want to talk about it. They don't, they right. keep that very private. And so um, so I just felt this sense of hopelessness, and then this idea came into my heart. I really feel it was the Lord saying, what if we do for everyone what we did for this family? What mm-hmm. if we can bring a box of hope to their front door? And mm-hmm. so this movement of this idea of we are going to just bring boxes of hope, a box packed with some supplies, really, whatever we can get our hands on, some inspirational literature, devotional message from our church, information, and we just begin to deliver them to the doorstep of any person who has contracted, is in self-quarantine, is vulnerable, is in mm-hmm. deep need based on what's going on in the world. Um, I went to the mayors and just asked them, all our town officials, I said, what, what, are you, um, what are you doing with the quarantine? What is the plan for the quarantine? Right. And they said, we don't have a plan. I said, you know, just keep right. them in their house. I said, what if the church could be the plan? So we become invaluable to our community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a quote that Ed Stetzer said a few weeks ago, if anyone caught that, Mm-hmm. You know, prophetic message at yeah, the church. Amazing. Yeah, um, you know, this is the one I really took away. Now is not the time for the church to be on pause. It's time for her to be on mission, and and we've just mm-hmm. taken that and tried to run with it. When I talk about the pain, that was part of this uh, thought is just that pain I felt from them in the fourteen days self quarantine. This whole presentation will be available uh, mm-hmm. to anyone that wants it. I'll give you, but these are some of the emotional and spiritual impacts that we're already seeing um, mm-hmm. across it. Um, and, uh, this was actually the, the text message from them that felt a sense of hopelessness. Um, they're trying to stay positive and you'll see 1133 PM on, on March 18th mm. by yeah. uh, 931 PM the next day. Look what they're saying. Emotional. I started crying. I felt so defeated questioning oh, wow. this is someone's real words, you know, to yes. me. and this is just one person. So we're thinking mm. how many um, people are right. going to feel this, uh, whenever we look and, and I, I just had someone in our team do some of the statistics, and I don't know if everyone on here is really 
thinking about this, but right now the models that they're putting together projecting deaths, it could be anywhere from 100,000 to 240,000 deaths in the mm. United States in the next few months. Yep. Right now we're at 4,000. We haven't peaked right. yet. Um, mm. The project, projected amount of vulnerable people that are lit, can't leave their house during this season, um, those that have autoimmune issues, 15 million to 50 million people in the country are dealing with that. Right. Approximately 18 million people with heart disease. 50 million people that are over 65 years old. That literally it's right. unsafe. It's for a them. staggering number. Yeah, it's a crazy numbers number. of people. We're talking about yeah. hundred and some million people. And I would say for every person that gets in effect, in, infected, you have five to seven people that have been exposed. So now think about it. You're not just dealing with the people that have contracted the virus, um, which are going to be, you know, if, if 200,000 could die from it, um, then you're talking about millions of people that have contracted it then you have to multiply that out by five to seven of people that are exposed and need to self-quarantine. These numbers in, in a few months from now, our entire country is going to have people in every one of our communities that are shut up in their houses, feeling hopeless, afraid, and not knowing what to do. And I think that although the world may feel overwhelmed by that, we have the answer. We have the hope mm. of Christ. And, um, and so you wonder, how can we meet a need that's so big? And so, uh, so we have kind of the pain is what my first part of thinking about is. But the second is the plan. I believe this idea with everything in me that God is not shaken by this crisis, that mm. the reality of heaven isn't the same as the reality we're facing on earth. Uh, the Bible talks about set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. So I don't think God's wringing his hands. I don't think he's trying to figure out what to do. I think he knows what to do and he has a plan. And when you go to Luke's gospel, chapter nine, the disciples were overwhelmed by a little bit of a crisis of need um, where there was so many people and they didn't know what to do. So Jesus spoke to people about the kingdom and the disciples, when they were confronted with that need, their, their natural response is to send them away to get help somewhere else. And I'm convicted mm. that if we're not mindful as the church. We cannot just push people to other options or solutions because I think we have the greatest solution mm. um, vision oh, for miraculous, for hope. And, uh, come on, brother. Amen. Well, come on, man. I'm preaching to somebody today. <laughs> I'm preaching here. Come uh, on. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have the hope of the world. We have a living hope, you know, yes, and yes. we have a kingdom. The Bible says it can't be shaken. So, mm -hmm. while everything else is being shaken. We have Christ, and we have mm -hmm. His truth and His promise. So, um, so the disciples, their their first instinct is to just send everyone away. This is overwhelming, and I think even for us in the church as followers of Christ, it could be our first instinct to say, this needs too big for our church. I'm talking to pastors mm. that are like, I'm afraid of what will happen if we even, you know, try to touch this need down because this it feels yeah. so crippling. But I'm, I'm, I totally believe this is the plan Jesus has for even us today. So Jesus, they say, send him away. What does Jesus say? No, you give them something to eat. He literally puts it in the hands of his followers to say, you are a part of how this need's going to be met. And I believe that's what he's saying to us to our church, but I really believe, Rich, with everything in me, he's saying it to the church at this hour. Mm, you good. give them something. You care for those that are vulnerable and in need right now. And they say, well, we only have some fishes and loaves. Some of us, we only have one roll of Charmin toilet paper left in our whole house. How are we going to help people in need? <laughs> yes. um, but, but what can we do with all that? Well, what did Jesus do? So Jesus said, get them in groups of 50. Isn't that funny that <laughs> the whole outbreak yeah, Interesting. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. So sit them down in groups of 50. He knew all about social distancing. Then he took the five, the, whatever they could put in his hands, they took, he took, he blessed it, and then he put it back into the hands of his disciples and said, now you go and distribute it to them. So this is the play we're going to run, you know, Rich, this mm -hmm. is what we're doing. We believe that if we bring to Jesus what we have, if we bring the need to him, if we trust him, 
that he can do a supernatural miracle and then he can put in our hands provision that we can then carry and meet the needs of people. And so that's the kind of idea and the plan behind Box of Hope. We bring the need to Jesus. We make ourselves available to him. We offer what we have to him. We distribute what Jesus gives us to the people, and we watch Jesus work a miracle in hearts and lives and give people uh, hope. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what's been, been there. We have a process we put together um, of receiving donations, cleaning them, receiving requests, what goes in a box, delivering. I'll hit these really quickly, and yep. you know we can touch them later if you guys need to with questions. But we have to determine kind of what supplies we want to put in a box. So any church that wants to do this, we want to give everything that we have right here away. This isn't a, this isn't um, rocket science, but it is a little intricate. So we we did a lot of work to make it as simple as we can. So box of hope can have anything in them. It's whatever you think will bring hope to your community. Could be some staples, some cans of things, some food. Um, we're kind of thinking about two standard boxes: a box for like adults or elderly people, and then a box for families that maybe have younger kids. So mm-hmm. maybe we put a couple things in there that would bless them. But you think they're in they're in it for 14 days at least. What would bless them over that period of time and just meet some of their felt need in Jesus' name? Uh, mm-hmm. We are then making that list public to our church. Whatever we have, we want to bring. So we just say, listen, will you be a part of helping bring? On a few days a week, we're going to be doing some food collections of these 10 items. If you see mm-hmm. them on the shelf, grab a few extra. And on your way home, even in the great shutdown we're in right now, you can always make a loop for your grocery run to pass our church and just drop it in the bin. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're going to collect that all and bring it to Jesus and see what it'll do. We schedule the drop-off times. The big thing we have to be mindful of is that we uh, want to clean them. We want to make sure everything, we're not spreading anything but hope through this. Mm-hmm. So there's a method called the isolating method. And, and there's a family actually that used to go to uh, your church at Liquid, um, mm-hmm. Rich, uh, that now has been a part of our, our church here at Evangel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he is in microbiology and infectious disease. He's uh, working with the CDC and a lot of other agencies right now. So he mm-hmm. gave us these two methods, and he said the isolating method is the best. The virus can't live past 72 hours in any of their um, studies. So they know that anything isolated for 72 hours would have no chance of contracting uh, the mm-hmm. virus. It would die on that surface. So we are just going to isolate all our donations for four days. Uh, to okay. Extra safe. Mm-hmm. And then just cycle through them then and bring them into kind of our warehouse area. We also have in what we call a church playbook that we'll make available to anyone that wants it, another way of, of actually cleaning them. So you'll see some of the data from the New, Jersey, uh, New England Journal of Medicine and things like that that show uh, how to disinfect it and isolating it. We give the steps kind of along in the presentation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then receiving the request, we want to prioritize the need right now in, in New Jersey because of how the outbreak has been going and in New York City, of course. We have to really prioritize uh, just to those infected um, and or exposed, so those in quarantine and those who are vulnerable. But at the beginning, when it wasn't quite as as uh, ramped up as it is, the unemployed, other needs in the community, we were able to meet those in, in, in a bigger scale. Uh, but now we're going to get more and more laser focused as the intensity and the number mm. of infections and people being quarantined is growing. We're, we're kind of narrowing our focus because that's really the deepest burden on our heart. But it can be used even in areas of the country that don't have it widespread, but we mm-hmm. can still bring hope because everyone's dealing with hopelessness. Someone that got laid off is feeling just as hopeless in many ways as someone mm-hmm. who has uh, maybe been exposed to this virus. So the way we receive it, uh, we right now, uh, in the early part of how we ran this, we use text in church to actually text the number HOPE to our mm-hmm. phone number. Please don't do that and don't inundate our outreach person right now. Um, but, <laughs> don't test that. Uh, yeah, we've had 530 people that have responded in the last oh, wow. week. 
that, wow. that we've delivered hope to their front door. So it's been really amazing. Wow. That many families being touched. Dude, with the that's hope. Un- you just blew past that. Uh, be, you're like, oh, that's just what, because I realized that's the world you live in. So yep. your church has delivered how many boxes already? Oh, over 500. So we're, by the end of today or the end of tomorrow, we'll be at about 540. And you started doing this when? Um, last week. Like, last week. So within a week. week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So last yeah, I would say probably last Thursday we started delivering. On last Saturday alone, we did a blitz uh, where mm-hmm. we brought sixty of our people that came. Mm-hmm. We put boxes in their back, uh, trunks of their cars. People from our church. We delivered two hundred boxes in two and a half hours, that's all the way amazing. from North Jersey to South Jersey, Mount Laurel. If you remember how far down there. Oh, that's that's, that's, not that's where we were down there. That's not Jersey. Yeah, it's true. you're getting down there. <laughs> South Jersey. That yeah, so in, internal Jersey humor. Yeah. So so we uh, so we were receiving the request through the text message, but here's what we really believe. We believe this is a play that not only we could run, but we think that any church and every church should be running. We think this is yep. the best opportunity we have. We think this is the most vulnerable people that need hope at this hour, and I think their hearts are most receptive to the yep. hope of Christ. So we uh, started to develop a website called getboxesofhope.com where mm-hmm. any church uh, could participate and be a partner and do this if they just want to run the same play we are. And it's like a national database of churches that are doing boxes of hope that if when this gets media attention, like we're going to be on Fox News, New York, it looks like on Tuesday, that as that gets attention, now everyone around the country that hears about it, that's in the same situation could go and say, um, hey, is there hope in my backyard? So we already got text messages, Rich, from West Virginia. I saw someone from West Virginia. They reached out to us in New Jersey, like, please, I'm quarantined. I'm infected. Mm-hmm. Someone in Florida, we're getting them from around the country texting in because they're hearing about it because we're not in a regional news cycle anymore. Everything that goes viral goes viral on social media, which is mm-hmm. all across the country. Um, mm-hmm. So we just thought if we create one central hub, this will work. So Rethink mm-hmm. Creative is they're amazing. In like five yeah, days, they pulled off a brand and they pulled off a website. And now mm-hmm. we have, and we launched this week, a national website, uh, mm-hmm. getboxofhope.com, where hope can be on the way, where people can go online. They learn about the vision. Our vision is to see hope spread faster than COVID-19. That's all we want to do. We want to mm-hmm. do it in Jesus' name. Um, you can go on that website. You can get hope or you can give hope. Any of our participating churches, if someone wants to give to this cause, the first thing we're going to invite them to do is give to the churches in this network that are making a difference so they can mm. click and go right to those churches giving pages. If they mm-hmm. then want to just give to like boxofhope.com, uh, we're just saying $20 uh, will give a box to a family. So we'll collect that. And what we're going to do with any of those resources, basically some of the people we're partnering with convoy of hope, hopefully Samaritan's purse, world health, we'll just be able to give them some of those funds if they come in to help them get more deliveries to some of the churches around the country. So uh, we're just doing it that way. Um, so that's that part of the website. These are some of the things that are kind of inside boxes we've been able to put in. We've uh, scaled that down because we don't want to overpromise because uh, it really is customized per church. It mm-hmm. uh, talks about what the process is, and then it has the national reach. So every state that's going to be participating in every church, when you click on that state, it'll bring up all the churches that are in that area, and they can just click on the church that's closest to them, fill out a form. When they click send, the form goes directly to that church, not to mm-hmm. us, but to the church. And we're just here just to be that middleman to just connect them right to a church that's in their area, in their community. It's ready to make a difference and bring hope to their doorstep. So, uh, so that's what it is. We got some resources and things like that. So, um, yeah. So what goes in a box? You just anything you think will help a community, <laughs> you know, think mm-hmm. about the needs of the community, um, some resources from your church. Um, and we have some sample lists of things that can be put in boxes on our 
uh, you know, on our playbook that we're putting together. And then we mobilize our people to deliver the boxes. Same way Jesus put um, into the hands of the disciples, uh, he put the provision. We see Jesus doing the same thing to us. So um, we actually received a shipment of 27,000 pounds of supplies from Convoy of Hope and then another 20, um, 22,000 pounds of supplies from World Help. So we have, we are now over 50, right at 50,000 pounds of supplies that are going in these boxes. And uh, we're working out, trying to work out partnerships where if we can get other churches that are on board all around the country that we could have like strategic, almost like hubs where those mm-hmm. kind of shipments could go into as, as they're coming online and as um, these organizations are looking for who they're going to partner with. So we're trying to also help work out those relationships. And, uh, you know, Convoy's already starting to connect with some of the churches that are part of the network with Box mm-hmm. of Hope and uh, helping to just create this way for this to spread faster than COVID-19. So, um, so it. that's it. We invite people to serve and say, hey, you can help bring hope to someone's doorstep in a very safe way. You never, it's contactless, just like the deliveries you're all receiving from Uber Eats mm-hmm. or Grubhub. Uh, just drop it on the front door, ring the doorbell and leave. Um, and we had 300 people sign up. We're a church of 1,500. Hmm. Our people are just amped up about it. We've seen thousands of dollars come in. I really believe that some pastors, this isn't the giving one, uh, Rich, how to get giving uh, yes. you know, up in your church. But let me just tell you, pastors, I believe this and my leaders, are. I hope they believe it with me and my board. <laughs> but I said, you want to know the number one way? We start meeting needs in our community. We show right. them that we're fearless and that we're going to be the church and we lead the way. And now um, the giving is, is ramping up like crazy. We had someone that gave $10,000 two days ago just to buy food on top of their mm-hmm. tithe, on top of their offering. They said, we want, we have a connection with the distributor. We're buying you $10,000 worth of pallets of food to put in these boxes. Um, mm-hmm. So we've probably seen 20 or $25,000 come in um, mm-hmm. above and beyond the tithe and offering just for boxes of hope. So that's also creating a lot of energy and excitement. And I think it's, it's, it's raising that bar to show, man, our church is fearless. They're just, they're going mm-hmm. for it. And um, I do think that's one of the ways is if we model that kind of impact and show them that we're going to be on mission. The vision, the mission hasn't ended because yep. our doors are closed. Um, and it's not just a digital thing. There is real life transformation in a very physical way we're bringing to people and telling those stories. Um, our people are very excited about it um, and, and, and amped up. So, so that's the Love idea it. of delivering and uh, then follow up. You know, you put your church's contact info. You have all, everyone's contact info if you're one of the churches that's participating. And then you just follow up with those people yourself. And I really believe this is going to help grow our church. These people mm-hmm. that are serving, have, now we're their church. Now I'm their pastor. Now I'm connecting yep. with them. Now they're emailing me. And uh, mm-hmm. we're just hearing some amazing things along the way, uh, getting involved in our online services. Um, one of the things that we're thinking for future ideas is we are looking at um, trying to get Box of Hope to testing sites as they get the rapid tests going. How amazing mm-hmm. would it be that someone's there, they told in a moment, you have COVID, but hey, there's a church up there. If you pull up to the next tent, um, there's some volunteers there. They're going to put a care package from a church oh, right wow. in the back That's of your cool. car. Yeah, like, so that. we're thinking of a lot of ideas outside of the box. We're also thinking of this like hub model. Thank mm-hmm. God we have, um, Rich, the Rutgers University professor of supply chain economics who advises with <laughs> Amazon and other major companies and is advising the state of New Jersey about how to create a supply chain to meet the needs. He is on the team and has made himself fully available to say, if we scale this across the country, I'll help you guys figure out what Dude, the right. looks like. That's what so, I love about Jersey, man. You got on, all man. kinds of sleepers like that. that we got connections, great. man. Uh, so he's I know a guy. Leaders. I know a guy. Yeah, we know a guy that knows a guy. And uh, <laughs> I love him. He's one of our leaders here at Evangel. And honestly, you know, he's been our treasurer of our board. He's, he's very wise. And honestly, it's a lot of his wisdom and stewardship that put us in a position we can 
make a difference during this time. So I'm just amazed that he's willing to give himself in that way and make himself available. So he's getting on a call with a few of these partnerships that we're trying to work with, and he's going to be working with them to kind of advise and see how we can build a distribution model that's going to look like Amazon. That's what he keeps saying. We're going to think like Amazon so that we are really maximizing the efficiency and trying to set up these regional zones so that like, just like in Jersey, what we're doing as it spreads, it will spread. And we're looking at the models of, uh, where they're expecting there are actual models where they're playing out how the virus is going to spread and yeah, where yeah. they believe it's going to spread quickest and so we're going to just try to get ahead of that and start mm -hmm. to prioritize building those hubs in the areas over the next two weeks three weeks that are going to be the peak areas and then we'll just keep building out from there so um, we got an idea man it's bigger than me that's for sure if this was just in my <laughs> hands rich i'd be we'd be in a whole world of mess but um, mm -hmm. but I really believe God's helped us with it, and a lot of great people have jumped on board early on. And so we're building some partnerships. We built a partnership with um, Zondervan and Thomas Nelson and Harper Collins, where they're giving us some great discounts on mm -hmm. books uh, that we could buy in bulk and resources. Um, you know, with Collide, of course, because uh, they rethink that they're they're connected. Mm -hmm. um, with you know World Help and Convoy, we're talking with them about um, them and a few other organizations helping to really supply like truckloads of relief to regions. So it's mm. not just on what we collect as a church, but we can enhance that with what they have to offer as well. Um, and then we're looking for partners all around the country. This isn't like a, a, a denominational thing. This isn't an evangel church thing. This is a kingdom thing. So we really want it to be as just kingdom focused as possible. If we're all willing to just bring Jesus to every doorstep, and if we all are excited about people coming into a life-changing relationship with Christ, then that's what it's all about. Uh, for us. Love so we it. want to build this kind of partners. So these are some of the partnerships we're kind of working with right now um, along the way. And we think we're better together uh, and we can do this and we can bring and spread it across the street and around the world. Rich, what's getting a little scary now is I was on a call with Michael Murphy that used to be mm -hmm. on Hillsong mm -hmm. yesterday. And now we have churches in Australia and Canada trying to jump on board. Oh, so nice. How that's going to work in the, uh, in the website. We're figuring that out. Uh, just hit the payoff real quick. This is from a single mom in our mm -hmm. town. Uh, in the town you used to live in, Rich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She received one. Uh, the township came and picked up boxes of hope that they delivered with the meals for the kids on the free and reduced lunch. Every wow. got a box of hope. And this is mm -hmm. what the mom said. This is another confirmation that God never leaves us alone. And we pray and ask and wait. And she said, you know, when these unexpected, caring, amazing moments happen from strangers, we realize that God's with us. And she just talks about it. And she was really blessed. Someone else came to faith in Christ. Uh, in our service on Sunday that received a box of hope and tuned in um, and reached out to me as well. I don't have that in here. But then this is what that same family I began with said to me after they received the box of hope. Just wanted to say thanks again. My family are deeply touched, moved by the outpouring of love. Please continue to remember us. We're holding, like their countenance is so different. The way they're engaging yeah, in absolutely. services, the way they're commenting. They went from utter defeat to hope. And I just think that we have, we are, we are hope dealers during this season. We can bring hope to people that need it most. And we think Boxes of Hope is just an incredible way that allows us to, to run a play in Jesus' name, hopefully unify as much of the church as willing to, to jump on board um, so mm -hmm. we can streamline our efforts and maximize our impact. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's the goal. That painting that I showed at the beginning, it said the pain. This mm -hmm. was actually a painting painted or done in charcoal by the daughter of that person I told you about at the beginning. Oh, and wow. Shared this and they hung it now in the middle of their of their uh, living room during this season. Mm. She titled it The Hopeful Man. The idea oh, wow. we got to look up and that box of hope was just a reminder to them to like be hopeful and look up. 
So that that brought the tears on uh, as we saw that. That's uh, amazing. That's incredible. So that's the pitch, man. That's the vision. That's the impact. So doing this or Love doing it. something like it is our best way, I think, to spread hope during this season. Well, there's so so much I love about this. This is uh, in- incredible. As you can see, friends, like there's uh, you know there's a bunch. We've had some questions start started to come in. I wonder if maybe we we should pivot yeah. to some of those and yep. kind of see where where people are at. So uh, multiple people, how do I sign up? What do I you know? I'm interested. I want more information. Where do yep. I go? Uh, where do we want to send them? So uh, there's a link, and if you go to this tiny URL uh, slash um, boxes of hope partner, you just hit that real quick. Uh, put your information in. What I'll do after this is over. I'm just going to send you an email that has the partnership link. It has the the what we're calling the church playbook, which will allow you to have access to everything we're doing from um, letters that we put in the boxes to press releases we've sent out to our local news to um, media elements and, and B-roll and things like that, footage of packing boxes that you can use and some videos from our mayors. Our mayors have really jumped on board with this. They're so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll give it to you. Look, we're, I'm giving you the the link to sign up and be a part of the website if you want to. And if you do that and you're willing to commit, we're not asking for a lot. What we're asking for is that number one, you're going to do it in Jesus name. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is a Jesus deal. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, you're going to follow the guidelines of like sanitation. Mm-hmm. Like don't spread anything but hope if you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Three is fulfill the promises that you make. If you, if you like are going to be someone that's now going to receive those requests, meet them. And if you can't meet them, then just like communicate back with us so we can reroute them. Right. Um, and then number four, you'll go through like a zoom training. We're going to do like, uh, just group Zoom trainings that we'll do mm-hmm. just to answer these kind of questions and really make sure that everyone that kind of comes online is is ready to. So um, on that form you fill out in that same email, you can let us know if you're a larger church that has capacity to potentially be like a regional site. Um, we we really foresee, now we're talking in Jersey, Rich. This is like getting mm-hmm. ahead of what I'm thinking. But we, we're partnering with Teen Challenge of New Jersey. Do you know oh, that? Yeah. Yep. yeah, absolutely. They yep. have 60 men who are in quarantine that are just mm-hmm. sitting on their hands. And what they think they can do is if we can actually get the boxes shipped to them, like all the raw product, they can do a thousand boxes a day. Most we've done in a day is 150 because we can only do shifts of five where we're maintaining all those things. They can, they're a little factory up there and then they want to do it. So we're, we're going to build this like idea of creating like giant hubs if we can of places. And we're going to leverage it that we might be able to source the entire state of New Jersey, all the churches that are participating just out of like a few of those kind of hubs that are like box factories. So again, having a guy that's like advising Amazon on how to think through distribution models and warehousing is, is, is helpful because he's helping me think <laughs> like I'm yeah. thinking like, you know, mom and pop and he's like thinking in, in big terms, yeah, go big. So yeah, we're thinking yeah. that. But again, if you have that ability and say, yeah, like I feel like we could do that or we have that capacity to really operate like you guys are as a big, we could receive multiple shipments. We, we have warehousing and things like that or potential you know, hey, let's just turn our churches. If they're going to be empty for the next few months, let's turn them into storehouses like Joseph had in Egypt and just bring in the provision that God would bring and then send it out either to smaller churches to bring in their community or to to the churches yourself. But we really see that. We have a lot of smaller churches that are around us that are mm-hmm. like, yeah, we want to do this. So what we're doing is we're making boxes and we say, how many boxes you need? We got 10 mm-hmm. people in your community. It's not like everyone has to know about Evangelic that we're going to hoard people or say this is right. all. We just want Jesus to get to people's doorstep. And so we're mm-hmm. equipping churches in Jersey City or in other areas with them and saying, no, you go give them in your church's name. Build relationship with your community. We got to be open handed at this time. You know, we got to be willing to just partner in kingdom work. So so if you're willing to have that heart and say, yeah, we got means and we got the ability to kind of maybe even just take over a region. We need that kind of thinking at this hour because 
uh, Lord knows we can hold down Jersey. Like we, I made a, a huge statement. I said, every person in the state of New Jersey is going to receive a box of hope that wants it. Like every mm, person reaches love out. It, love it. Place is getting it. We want that to happen all around the country. So we need like-minded, like-hearted churches that are saying, I'm all in to make an impact and we're mm -hmm. going to look for it. And I can like maybe start a movement in my area, then talk mm -hmm. to me and we'll make it happen. Um, yeah, I love it. So the thing, so uh, so much I, I love about this, but um, the, the thing, so the sad reality, um, you know, your part of the country is leading the charge in infections. That's yep. just true, right? The, you know, kind of greater New York City area, it's, uh, you know, it's tough there right now. Yep. What we don't want to do, friends, in the rest of the country is be caught um, off guard. Yep. Chances are that's going to happen in your community. Yep. Um, th there is going to be, um, if you don't, if you don't know people now, I know some people are probably shocked who are listening and they're like, Chris knows people in his church that have it already. I don't know anyone in my churches have it. Rich, you got people in our church that are that that are connected people dying already of it. I mean, we're yes. not talking just have it. It's craziness. Yes, uh, it, it and is. so all all of our churches, we're going to end up in that spot. Our church in the same spot. Like we're we're not in the Northeast. We're in Canada, and like you know, I know of one you know one family who they've had someone you know pass away, and and so we're all going to be experiencing this. You would be. Um, ahead of the curve, if you jumped on this now and said, okay, let's get ready for this. It's a, it's a huge opportunity, I think for all of us. And, and, and again, so many people are looking for, we have a lot of comments here. People are like, I love this. It's great. Um, you know, want more information. Kelly asked the question, well, who was the company, uh, mentioned that did the initial website? We want to give a rethink, plug for Janu. Rethink creative. Oh my goodness. Rethink creative. They are going to be doing a rebrand for us at some point. I'm told rich before the call. I'm thinking about even if we want to do a rebrand of our church during this digital age. But uh, they did this thing in like five to seven days. They are incredible. And I also know uh, if they're listening, uh, I know that their main supporter uh, um, in, in really, you know, people that they work with are missions organizations. So I think a lot of their work has kind of like paused while all those missions organizations are figuring out if they even still have funding. Right. So that's right. when Jenny reached out and said, hey, I got time. If you got work for me to do, let's figure something out and share the vision. They jumped on board. Not only have they jumped on board, but they they partnered in the vision. I mean, they've they've really even sacrificed on their end to help us. So I, I just see them as an incredible kingdom partner. There's no one better that I, you know, Jenu, I, there's no one better I'd yeah. like to be working with. So I, I love the team. They're so servant hearted. And, and so I, I think that through this, like a lot of our church, they're jumping on board, like, and they're going to be helping us after we're done with this because their web mm -hmm. skills are, are, are so, uh, you know, bar none and, uh, and they're great. So, so love. Them. Yeah, it's fantastic. Jenu's a great, big hearted, great guy uh, has been doing in the Northeast, been doing a thing. Uh, called Collide for a number of years at conference, a regional, particularly regional kind of Northeast Jersey, you know, Pennsylvania, New York conference. It's been fantastic. They're, uh, they're good people. Um, yeah. Getting hey, Rich, real real, real yep. quick. This right here is the projection. I can figure out how to throw oh, yeah, this look at that. backwards. Yeah. That's the projection yep. of where it's no, going to be. This, this is the latest uh, projections. Oh, hello. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Of where it's going to be in different timings. So you'll see New York is like right now, then Jersey mm -hmm. and some of those other darker shaded than the next uh, darkest shade. And then the, than the lightest one, but it's saying it's going to peak somewhere in the next month to month and a half. So that's, that's really, you know, that, that gives us a, a little bit of an idea of how the spread is going and what they're preparing for in hospitals, which mm -hmm. we should be preparing for because churches are just like hospitals. Jesus said, I come mm -hmm. for the sick. 
So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, and, and so many of us are, like on yesterday's conversation, we were talking about Easter, right? We're like, hey, we got Easter coming up. I know so many of us are wondering, like, what is our, what is the next step we give people? This could be, you've still got time. This could be the kind of thing that you could line up for next weekend for Easter to say, hey, we are looking for people to, uh, to volunteer, to become distributors. You could get this thing sorted out in the next 10 days uh, and put a real strong play in to say, hey, we want to help. Um, and we're looking for people to help now, you know, would be a great time, uh, you know, for people to jump in. John said, uh, this is more of the same kind of thing. John said, uh, we're about a 40 uh, minute drive away from you. He's in Staten Island. Hey, John. Uh, yes. And uh, he's like, we're in the middle of the crisis. We'd love to partner. And so again, we'll send in the link. Um, and so he's asking the same question. How do I get connected? How do I get? Yeah. So l- let me say this. If you're in New York and you're watching this right now, if you're in New Jersey, then I'm going to find a way to kind of get a fast track conversation, maybe even later today, sure. if you want to jump on a zoom. The oh, problem great. is we're, we're, we're like weeks behind, like right. other parts of the country, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to you guys and we'll, we'll get you everything you need. But like, we need to have a conversation immediately because, you know, we don't have weeks to figure this out. We got hours to figure it out on our end. Yeah, yeah, so right. we'll figure out how to fast track things to you. We'll figure out if we can get boxes to you. If you're within reach of us, we'll, we'll try. If you're willing to run this play in New York, we'll help you run it in New York. We're so burdened. And quite honestly, you know, Rich, I'm talking to great influential churches. They're so paralyzed right now in New York that I don't think they can even hear what I'm talking about. So if anyone's listening and and it's woken you up and you're saying, hold on, we don't have to be overwhelmed. We can make a difference. We need churches in New York like yesterday that are ready to just run this. And we'll, we'll do everything we can to, uh, to help you with that. So John said, can't wait to talk already sent the form in. So so once we're done here, you can jump on that call. That would be, uh, you know, that would be great. Um, so, all right. If there's uh, other questions, please feel free. I've got a couple. Could we dive um, a little bit into the sanitation side sure. of it? I, I, I would imagine there are um, I, there are people that might be asking the question. Listen, I don't. And you've kind of referenced it. Hey, we want to spread nothing but hope. Yep. Um, but I know, like even in our family, you know, we've we have a, a kind of a backdoor washroom. And like today, I changed the internal rules. I said, listen, everybody, when you come in. We want to wash our hands. We want yep. to, and I yep. said, we might get to the point where we've got outside clothes and inside clothes like that. We're, we're having that internal conversation in our house. Um, wh- what are we doing to ensure, maybe dig into that a little bit more. Just give us a little, you know, yes. what you're learning on that process. I almost want to take you. I wish I had my phone on me. I'd just take you guys for a tour of the, cause I'm like 20 feet right there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right. Right. <laughs> so what we're doing is we have set up just a collection area. We have like an uh, underhang. If you remember our church, Rich, yep. like we pull behind the building underneath. Mm-hmm. So there's just big, like big bins there that are like double lined with plastic and yep. it's just a drop off area. So now today is one of the drop offs. People brought their groceries. They dropped them in those bins. It's completely unmanned. I just saw a car drive by that's dropping off right now as we speak um, that they're dropping off groceries. So we have hundreds of pounds of groceries that have come in. At the end of the day, we take all those groceries. We go out there with masks and gloves on. We, we wheel them all in. We wheel them into a classroom that we've had. It's just an isolation room now. Mm-hmm. No, no other re- reason. We put a timestamp on the on the door. We know when we locked it. Okay. And yep. it's just in there for, for four days. We leave it alone. Mm, okay, cool. So when we go back now, we know that there's no chance that, that is that that's anything still living. It's 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 there and that's the way. Now anyone that if we're in like a rush, we have like cleaners and supplies, but I mean just the meticulousness yeah, yeah. of using a break like the cleaners you need to use are ones that you don't feel comfortable with around food. Um, and again, you know, well, we all have to go grocery shopping. So the, the chances mm-hmm. that we, we've grabbed something here that, you know, we're not hearing about that quite as much, but we just want to be yep. extra safe and extra sure. So that's yep. what we do. No, that's good. Call it the isolation methods. We, we right now have three, three classrooms we set up because we collect on three days a week. We have the Monday room, the Wednesday room, the Friday Smart. room. 
and so, so on, smart on friday we just pick up everything out of the monday room you know and then yeah that's we smart everything and we lock it and no one goes in that room they all know that whole section of classrooms is completely off limits and uh and it's set up there and again we just go out there we only need one or two people with masks and gloves going mm -hmm. we don't plan it we only let one family at a time come up to the to the place to drop off so there's not like a a, a crowd of people that are are people just time. booking their time slots or they can no. come in line and then just no, one they, at a time yeah, they just come just... one at a time because i mean we got like 10 a.m to 6 p.m we think we might right. shorten that time frame but yeah mm -hmm. there's no, I, I haven't seen two people there at once yet in the whole time of collecting so mm -hmm. and um and it's not that we're bringing in millions of pounds of stuff i really think it's like the play with jesus like i just said yes. that's important because it's what we can put in his hands yeah and i, I think it. then from there the lord can do more and we're going to do our best to try to partner churches with anyone that we have connection with with resources and you know convoys uh you know connecting with some of our churches already and others um like that we're trying to get samaritan's purse and a few others that if we can all unite together right now we can make a huge impact and be really efficient with it um mm -hmm. along the way as well so well so I, I know you know this but one of the things i love about the local church is you know, we have been known for, you know, I'm hoping the history that is written around this is that, you know, the church stepped in, in, in this moment and didn't yep. back away as, you know, we, we had a history of that. That's our forefathers. That's what we've mm -hmm. done to try to figure out, Hey, how do we serve in the midst of tough situations? And, yep. and frankly, you know, in one of the things that liquid we did was water projects all over the world. And one of the things yep. I learned through that whole process was leveraging the local church as a development organization to help in these scenarios is a, is a super smart idea outside of the fact that it's a godly idea. It's a super smart idea yep. because it's a distributed volunteer force that actually is ideally suited for this kind of work. Yes. Um, and so your church is uniquely suited to make a difference in this season uh, more so than other, you know, other, you know, some centralized thing in your town. Yep. Uh, so this is a you know great opportunity. Courtney asked a question. All this information is in the playbook. You've obviously talked. You talked through the yep. isolation method. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. So everything's in the playbook. Uh, so in the playbook, we we put all of that there. We put the isolation method, and then we also put like if you're going to clean, we just basically copied everything out of the uh, CDC guidelines that they right, publish right, right. online. So we all that's pulled right from CDC.gov. The isolation method is just all the resources are pulled from the leading minds that are putting that out there right now. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, so that's in the playbook. And then anything that's not in the playbook, we tell pastors and churches, tell us, because then we, we, we figure that that's a way to get it. So we can learn. Example yeah. that we just found out about today was, hey, where do we order boxes from? <laughs> you know, so, so we're saying right. line or a few things, we'll put some resources. We just talked to a box distributor here in New Jersey that we're going to do a run of like five or 10,000 boxes today mm -hmm. that will mm -hmm. have branding printed on them. So it'll literally say go, um, box of hope in the logo in the website. So we're mm -hmm. getting that right now for about a dollar fifty a box, and if we can order a bigger volume, we can get even more more bang for the buck. So right. we're figuring that kind of stuff out as well, and we'll probably be willing to find a way to ship big amounts of boxes to those hubs that we're trying to set up around the country. If others mm -hmm. uh, get online, and we'll we can do it in a branding way, or just grab any boxes you can get your hands on, honestly, uh, yeah. to make it work. Love it. So, uh, so helpful. So let's um, go over again. That website that we want to send people to is, yep. uh, what is that again? It's tinyurl.com forward slash boxes of hope partner. Great. Perfect. And you'll see when you get there, it's really straightforward. Uh, Google form. It's, you know, it's, it's yep. gets the conversation going. It starts the dialogue. Uh, mm -hmm. I would encourage you to do that. We're also going to share, if you're in the chat room now, we're going to share the presentation that Chris just uh, used. So you'll, you'll be able to use, get yep. download that and see it if you need, you know, I understand there may be people who like 
they need to have another conversation before they submit yeah. something on behalf of the church. So, you know, you could do that kind of as a step before that. Were you going to say something, Chris? I, yeah, I also have a, um, I did a, a Zoom call like nationwide with a lot of churches, like 60 churches from around the country. Mm-hmm. It's a week old now. And again, this thing is uh, is two weeks old, a week and a half old. So it's, it is a little bit dated, but not too much. It gives you a lot of the particulars. It's about an hour of me walking through, answering some questions. I think we had 60 churches probably on the call from around the country that are mm-hmm. uh, on board or interested in getting on board with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, I'll give you access to that. We could drop that link in there if they want to watch that or share that. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, um, we could share that, that out for sure. Helpful as well. All right. Yeah, that's correct. That. Well, friends, any other, if there's no other questions, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here for, uh, you know, the hour. We uh, really appreciate, Chris, I appreciate your heart in all this. I appreciate what you're doing to, um, you know, to make things uh, really move forward here. And I love that, uh, you know, I, I feel like today you've given us everything. It's like you gave us the sermon to preach on it. You gave the, you know, that core idea. I love the, the, the your passion around, hey, it's the same thing. You know, Jesus, all they had was what was in their hand. They had a few things in their hands yep. and, and God stepped in and did this miracle. And that's really what we're hoping uh, can happen. And so I think there's huge opportunities. And, you know, our churches are all experiencing um, you know, unprecedented opportunity through online stuff where we're seeing, we're interacting with all kinds of new people. And, you know, we're, we are going to have, there is going to be more pastoral concerns, cares out there that are coming in those channels. And, and this gives re- us really a chance to, to interact and help those people. So um, we've had multiple people messaging me through this saying, Hey, I've just signed up. I've just signed up, which is, which is fantastic. So that's great. So two things I'll leave rich. One is that yep. um, at the beginning of the year, my, one of our pastors, our worship pastor, he called me at like, one o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve and said, I was praying. I think God said three things to me, that this will be a year of unprecedented breakthrough, um, Hmm. divine innovation and Holy Spirit inspired creativity. And so when we were going through all this stuff, like on that Monday, I pointed out and said, all three of those things you felt, I think they're for right now. And we're going to ask God to help us with all those. Oh, love it. Isn't what unprecedented. It was so amazing that just to begin the year, that was a word that hit us. And we never thought it would have been this. Uh, Number two is that See Like Jesus series as well, Rich, has been a game changer for us. If you're wondering what to preach, walking Mm -hmm. your people through the Gospels and saying, we're going to learn to see like Jesus is easy. I can give you a folder to that. Um, I can drop it somewhere uh, on here as well, Rich, if you want to make that available. Yeah, absolutely. Plan a lot of those things. I preached the first message. This was feeding the 5,000. The next message I preached was the Good Samaritan. Who is my neighbor? Mm -hmm. Whoever's need I see that God has positioned me to meet. And how I um, see or who I am determines what I see and what I see will determine what I do. So, mm. so those two messages were like a one, two, and we partnered app, another application that's not in the playbook yet. That's just taking off like crazy. We have mm. now partnered that see like Jesus series with our kids for this season. And we mm. did the Samaritan and we gave them the task that they're going to begin to write cards and make crafts that they drop off with their groceries. They Love get it. into the hands of not only the box of hope, but we're delivering them to nurses and first responders and everyone's on the front lines telling them that they're loved, that they're cared for. So we're seeing that application where the church and the children especially are going to be able to do something tangible to be a part of it. Love it. Well, this has been fantastic. I just linked to the See Like Jesus series in the chat. If you're looking right. for, you know, at least the series, you can, you know, you can yep. see that there. I've also got messages from a few people who are, uh, they have had technical problems. So we are, we will be sending a replay to everybody and it'll end up on the podcast and all that. So if you want to see the whole thing, you'll end up getting that. So, uh, Chris, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, any last words you'd like to say, or if people want to track with you or the church, how, where do we want to send them uh, out of today's yeah. conversation? Yeah, you could just check us out on Evangel Church. Uh, 
Facebook.com. Uh, we've kind of mm-hmm. just done a real quick uh, new new refresh of our page and of our social channels. You can find us on Facebook or on YouTube and streaming. Um, a couple things I feel like we're like tonight we have a prayer meeting. We're going to do prayer rooms where we literally are teaming up our prayer team in one-on-one rooms in Zoom before the prayer service to be able to pray with people that are experiencing anxiety. So there are applications and things we're doing. We ran growth track in some amazing ways. Uh, so we're leveraging technology. So if you want to talk about this or you want to talk about that stuff, I'm super proud of our team and we are really mm-hmm. open-handed. So we'll we'll help you guys think through anything. We're really, we're not fretting and we're not overwhelmed. We really are feeling a sense of clarity, focus, and excitement in this season. Mm-hmm. Although it's scary and uncertain, we feel this is our moment and we're just giving mm-hmm. it everything we have and we'll give you everything we have as well. So that's our, that's yeah. our heart. That's great. Thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate you being on. I encourage people to connect, uh, to track with this story and to see what God's doing uh, through Boxes of Hope. So thanks so much. Thanks for being on the call today. Thanks Take so care. much.